0: We are live on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. Alex Dono alongside, as always, Jerry Mancini. And I've uh, been getting really, really kind, awesome reviews for the little episode that we did yesterday. And, man, Jerry, brave, brave man, opened up, told a lot of stories and insight about his life. We talked about mental health, and, man, it's just been an awesome, awesome outpouring of support. Um, I feel like I need a little support today because Inter have been in such terrible form. And watching that, uh, that Coppa Italia, Milan-Derby today, not not that either team looked very good. I thought Milan were the better side. Uh, both sides were very sloppy. And it's it's crazy because for so long, and it was a really terrible month of February for Inter. It's March 1st now, so they didn't leave their February struggles behind them. But for most of February when they were struggling to get points and struggling to score goals, the complaint was, hey, they're creating a lot of chances. They're just not finishing them. Like, they're creating a ton of chances. They're not clinical enough. These last couple of games, I mean, Genoa over the weekend and now against Milan today, they're not even creating anymore. Um, They look exhausted. They look dead tired. That's not a full excuse for everything because, as Jerry and I have talked about, uh, Simone Inzaghi has not – found or instituted any sort of a plan B tactic wise or substitution wise. So he's just kind of doing that cliche. We talk about the definition of insanity where you do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result and the different result has not come. So listen at the end of it, uh, zero zero draw, nil nil draw. Um, It's a two-legged Coppa Italia semifinal Coppa Italia. Unlike UEFA still uses away goals. Milan was technically the home side for this one. So uh, that means that if they have a 1 1 draw in the second leg, then Milan would go through on a wiggle. So that is certainly something to think about. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not saying that I, I'm desperate for a Coppa Italia title, I would much prefer a Scudetto defense but it is it is a trophy and it is against Milan who I'd always loved to beat so yeah I'm not in the best of spirits today but as we talked about yesterday man there's more to life than football right I mean I I only let it affect my mood so much Uh, let's introduce our special guest for this episode Uh, he supports the club that's on top of the table right now and congratulations to them Uh, Steph Choffey is with us now Steph like Jerry you're also uh, north of the border yeah, I'm uh, I'm down here south chilling in Miami. I'm sure up there in uh, the Toronto area, it's very cold. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. After that, Nopoli win.
0: Yeah, no, no. Oh man, and, and yeah, and and that was that was at Jerry's expense. The uh, the dramatic Fabian ninety fourth minute game winner. Uh both, both the goals Nopoli scored were pretty incredible. Uh, Jerry, how are you doing tonight, sir? I know uh, you've got the Edmonton Oilers on tonight as well. So you are your attention is a little bit divided,
2: and the Oilers are winning. Yeah, they are, and um, it's just about making the playoffs for us right now. But uh, Love it. What's uh, w- w- our buddy there, Nick? Uh, Inter uh, yeah, yeah, Nick there? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, not even sure if I know his last name, but our guy from Philly, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Philly Nick. He, he's – uh, well, his team sucks, but anyways. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> it, it, it. I guess this will give me some sanity if they win after this weekend. But um, other than that, yeah, it's, it's – Still another period to go, so. <laughs> And that Inter game sucked balls today. Yeah, and it was a bad. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw you. I saw you tweeting
0: about how like you were falling asleep, and like I get to- watching it as a neutral, I totally get it. Like watching it as an Interista, I'm like throwing things at the TV. Like it was just really, really frustrating. Uh, even even when they had spells of possession, they did absolutely nothing with it, and that's that's really been the trend in recent days. And you know, Jerry and I, we we talked about it like right after the game. Uh, not to say that anybody in this match was great. Nobody was decisive. But I thought uh, for big stretches, Rafael Leao of Milan looked like uh, the best player on the pitch. But then at the same time, like, he he was making dangerous runs and a lot of dribbles. And then once it was time to put the final ball to take the shot, he would usually get it horribly wrong. So, I mean there wasn't really a whole lot to be thrilled about. I mean, obviously for Milan for Milanisti, they can look at what I mentioned earlier, the fact that they were technically the home team for this one. Inter didn't score any away goals, so that that gives them an advantage heading into the second leg because if they if they score even one goal, it's going to be very, very difficult for Inter to move on. What about uh, Steph? Did you get a chance to watch any of the Derby today? Yeah. If, if you didn't, you didn't miss much.
1: Yeah, I got a chance to watch. I thought much of the same like you. No team was really bad. I would say Milan was obviously creating more of those chances. Liao was really lively the whole game. But like you said, the final ball just was not there. Uh, Inter uh, was didn't show up at all. Like, that's like you were saying, they're like not even creating chances anymore. It's not even about missing shots. So they can't even create those chances, which is like a big problem.
0: Yeah, and we're getting uh, the the comment section is lively already. Hello, Sanjar. He says terrible Darby. Based on the avi, I'm assuming he's an Inter supporter, like I am. Worst one I can recall since the days of Nexus and Renokia. Yeah, you know what? You know, it's funny. Um, I was thinking that earlier that it it was like a banter era Darby. Like it really it did it reminded me of that. Like when both teams were in the mud, and you know, supposedly both teams were out of the banter era. And obviously this is a different competition. This is not Serie A this is Coppa Italia. But at the same time, like watching both of those teams play today at the San Siro, you're thinking like, wow, like neither of these teams really looks like a, a Scudetto winning side. And, you know, there, there have been times this year when Napoli doesn't either. I think Napoli, uh, they've obviously been in better form as of late. They've been able to rise to the top of the table. So for, first thing uh, on that, on Napoli that I want to ask you, Steph, is um, – First and foremost, like in recent years, Napoli have have collected some trophies, but the Scudetto has been very elusive, right? Not since uh, what 1990, Diego Maradona, have they hoisted the Scudetto. Uh, they've come very close. I remember 2017, 2018, when uh, you know they they nearly snatched it away from Juventus. So you know, if if they can get over the finish line this year, what would it mean to that supporters group, that fan base?
1: I think I mean it would mean everything, especially we you know all not so passionate. Only winning twice since those days i mean like one thing i was thinking about uh was that spalletti if he manages to win the thing it would be huge for his career and then just he would probably become a god in the city uh i think he means like everything especially after um when after he won the scudetto how we were in city of b and we came up i mean it would mean like absolutely everything to the city
0: yeah and it would have been uh, you brought up luciano spalletti who Uh, I I know him very well. Uh, I know our guy, Ivano, who's in the chat, knows him very well from his time at Roma. I know him very well from his time at Inter. Uh, First season under Spalletti. What have been your impressions so far?
1: So far, I've been pretty impressed. I've been pretty happy with him. There is minor things. like I think at times, sometimes the substitutions are a little bit questionable. And sometimes they come a little bit late, which has kind of been a trend this season. But one thing I can definitely... um, praise him for is the mentality seems to be uh, a very different thing than we've seen in previous years with like Gattuso and Saadi, where in a lot of these games where we wouldn't pick up points, we managed to find a way. Like I feel like in that game versus Lazio, I feel like if Gattuso is the coach, I feel like we don't come up with three points. Same thing with the Cagliari match. I know it was drop points, but I feel like they don't score that goal then, Oshiman, without someone like Spalletti. So I think he's really bringing that winner's mentality and he's really bringing hope, especially after that rough end to the season versus Verona. Do you ever,
0: um, and I'm, I'm not saying this to throw shade, I'm just saying this like based on my experience uh, watching a Spalletti coach team for two years now, for what it's worth, Ah, uh, this Napoli team is more talented than the than the two Inter teams that Spalletti yeah. had in, in 2018 and 2019. Uh, do you ever get like frustrated tactically just by endless crosses? Just like because because I, I remember sometimes when Spalletti was at Inter, you'd feel like, and it may have had more to do with the players on the pitch, but it was like all they're doing is just mindlessly crossing. Like at times when they were tied or, or down, do you do you do you ever get that uh, that frustration?
1: The crossing, not as much. I feel like it's kind of weird. I feel like they were not crossing the ball enough when Oshiman's on the field, but it seems to be when other players are on the field, like Patania, it's those endless crosses. And I feel like we've seen in the Calgary game, they crossed the ball one time, maybe the whole game, and Oshiman scored a header off of it. So I feel like sometimes the game plan doesn't really match the players. Like um, Tactically, I'm frustrated. Whenever Patania plays, we're always playing these balls over the top to him. And then when Oshiman's on the field, it's the complete opposite. It's into his feet, and there's, like, three defenders around him. So that does frustrate me because it doesn't really make too much sense. Uh, But, yeah, tackling, that's one thing that frustrates me.
0: And and that's funny you say that because, like, Oshiman, he's so dangerous in the air. I mean, he's got an incredible vertical. He's so aggressive going up for headers. Like, I remember the – the the Napoli inter inter Napoli matchup when he he picked up the injury and it was like it wasn't it was a clashing of heads like it wasn't really a foul on either guy but he just he went up so aggressively for that header with Scriniar Scriniar just had the harder head than he did yeah. at the end of it oh, especially man. in the
1: Lazio game with the injured face you see how he was putting his head into yeah. all those challenges that I thought was really brave I mean he has that mask on he was going 110 percent into all those challenges in there
0: yeah. Now, I gotta I gotta ask both of you guys because obviously anytime there's a decisive goal in the ninety-fourth minute of a match, obviously, you know, one fan base is gonna be ecstatic, you know, the other it's gonna feel like the sky is falling. So let, let me ask you first, Steph, about it. Uh, I'm 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 assuming and hopeful you were able to watch the match live. Because mm-hmm. if you if you looked at that result later, it's like, oh my god. But what, what was your reaction when that goal kissed the back of the net?
1: Well, I was going absolutely crazy i mean when the goal was scored and we let that go versus lots i thought like that hope kind of dropped i kind of thought it was over and then when that goal was just a big sigh of relief because in my head i was just thinking like like wow we dropped another opportunity when all the other teams dropped the points so i feel like it was a big sigh of like relief and it for me it, it really seems like a changing point like scoring in the last 30 seconds of a game can really turn around and change the mindset in the locker room like I don't know if you guys saw but Spalletti was like crying after the match so I thought that really showed like the true meaning of that game like for me that's a huge game and I feel like that's a huge boost going into the Milan game but I mean yeah I've been really frustrated with the team last few weeks with the Calgary game with the Barcelona game so I mean for me that was like a big sigh of relief and it feels like a hope like it feels like the season when we were challenging with Juventus.
0: Now, what about you, Jerry? You were unfortunately, you know, we're on the other end of it. And I, I certainly know how painful it is uh, when my club or my teams give up last gasp winners like that. So what, what was your reaction like when that goal went in?
2: Well, it, it happens. It's yeah. it's the shit part of sports, right? Um, sometimes you, ha- you need luck on your side and, and Napoli got a bit of luck and, it seems as if it's it's destined to go their way but it's still a long season to go
0: and it's 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 neck and neck and neck man i mean obviously napoli milan and inter are all right there it's like it's going to come down to like who wants it least right cuz right now it looks like you know inter have got to get their heads out of their asses and like you know, Milan's form have been up and down. Napoli's been up most recently, but they they've had some tough some tough results as well. So it's all it's almost like uh, th- limping to the finish line, and like whoever whoever limps the least will make it.
2: I think it's Napoli's to win, and it's up to them if they model it or not, because they no longer have Europa League or Copa Italia. Um, Inter's in a really tough situation because they still got to play Liverpool. And then when that's done, Milan again. They yeah. still got Milan again, and that yeah. doesn't help Milan either because Milan has to go at the same week. Yeah. And and I, I know for that week, the weekend after of the midweek, and Lazio plays Milan on the weekend Ooh. after the midweek. So it get kinda, that dub, Jerry. It, it benefits them, but at the same time, it's all about like the form and how things go. But as for Napoli, I think they're the most. They benefit the most because of the injuries. I just don't like how Lorenzo Insigne was booed by Napoli fans on Thursday. And then on Sunday, you can cheer for him. It's like there's like a double standard here. How do you shit on a player that kind of like did everything for your club for so many years? Like, and all of a sudden, because he chose to go to Toronto – he gets pooped on because of the timing he did it. Well, at the end of the day, Napoli had days, hours, years to do this. Like, and they chose not to do it. And all of a sudden, the fan base turn on him. Like, I hope that Lazio never boo at Chido Immobile because he has ten bad games. Say, because F- ten bad games doesn't erase. Does doesn't deserve a boo for. 174 goals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, 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 you just don't do that. Like, it's just, and to any Napoli fan who does that, she should just be ashamed because when that guy leaves, I'm God bless, I'm God, I'm happy he's gone because I, I no longer have to see that piece of shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> I'm not about to see that piece of shit destroy Lazio anymore. Because <laughs> Fucking latch you <laughs> in his pocket, okay? They oh, like, literally man. him him and Immobile own each other's teams. That's how disgusting it yeah, is. Yeah, true. They, I think it's funny how both Napoli tied have the most goals for each side yeah. in respect of their teams, okay? And, and going into that match on Sunday, like it's it's crazy. But um, yeah, it's it's it all depends how the, how they approach their games because like they. They played a Barcelona team that, that. in credit to Joe Fischetti from the Forza Napoli podcast, he said it perfectly. They played a Barcelona team who who did very well in the transfer market, in mm-hmm. the winter transfer market, and, and kind of were in great form heading into their tie with Napoli, which didn't benefit them. You played a Coyote team who's in good form and is probably one of the best teams since yeah. the start of the new year.
0: They've been in great form. Yeah.
2: So So it's not like... It's not like you lost to teams or or drew as well to teams that were poor. You played teams that have quality right now and, and that's just happens. It's the luck of the draw. And it's like how I said, come April, you, you can you can probably have inter all of a sudden again in great form and then maybe it's it's the the vice versa of Napoli struggling. You don't know that's 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 football, man. Where you go through good spells, you go through rough patches, and then right now Inter's on the opposite end, and who knows what will happen with them, right?
0: Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, w- welcome to everybody in the chat. I see her. I- I'm always starstruck when I see the legend Lord Figo in the chat. Who's uh, he's he banters everybody. <laughs> And <laughs> I love it. He's going
2: after Napoli, uh, but hold on, you know, I, Vano, The thing is that oh yeah, this okay, one right. Hold on, with with Lorenzo and that's been his basically his only club.
0: Well, and, and also like here, here's like, another difference. He's, not- he, he, and he's also he's leaving the country. Like in, in the case in the case of Jeco, like he he went to Inter. Like it's yeah. it's complete. Like it's different to me. Like it, it's one thing you know to leave Napoli and go to MLS. Mm-hmm. Right, it's another thing to leave Roma and go to Inter. Like, I, I totally understand why Dzeko got booed, and it's with like, the way he's like, playing lately, I've been booing him from home.
2: It's like Totti or De Rossi getting booed. Do you boo him if he, if they left to go to MLS? Do you boo him? Yeah, him? well, like, uh, did Ro- Well, right. I, he, he
0: he he got for, yeah, it's not, I was gonna say, well, De Rossi went to Boca Juniors, but he got forced out of Roma first. So that doesn't really, that that doesn't really count
1: in this whole thing, I feel like.
0: Well, and I wanted to ask you, Steph, because you're you're in uh, you're in the Toronto area. Are you are you a TFC fan? So this has got to yeah. be interesting for you.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing for me. I'm a Toronto FC fan. Obviously, I like Napoli way more. But I yeah. mean, like personally, senior wise, I'm not mad. I don't think he did anything in the wrong. Like I know there's fans who boo him. For me, that's not the right thing to do after everything he's done for the club. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's ADL's fault uh, for Insigne leaving. I don't think it's his fault. We there's so many rumors and thing. It was a million raise. I mean, he won the Euro Cup. He had his best season, and we're going to give him a, pay, uh, a downgrade in pay. It doesn't really make much sense. He's doing the best thing for his family. I mean, and as a TFC fan, obviously, it'll be cool to see him. But it breaks my heart to, to see him leave Napoli, especially as a yeah. younger kid. And seeing he's been on the team the whole time, I've been a fan. So Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like, uh, I mean, uh, for like a lot of like – for a lot of Milanisti, that guy was Maldini. For a lot of Interisti, Zanetti. So yeah, it's that 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 sort of thing. And obviously, Totti with Roma, and and De Rossi as well, as Ivano is uh, is mentioning. Uh, so yeah, uh, l- l- let's take a look at the uh, the matchup with Milan this coming weekend, which is uh, it's pretty Milan, exciting. It's right. it, it's yeah. it's this this Sunday. p.m. Eastern time, 8.45 p.m. local time. And uh, Napoli are hosting this one. How are you feeling? What's your confidence level? This is a gigantic game.
1: Yeah. Going into the game, I do feel pretty well after that Lazio win. I really feel like that last-minute win is going to bring us to boost going into that game. Because, to be fair, even in the Lazio game, the first half I thought was all Lazio. So I think in that game, we can't start like that. I mean, Milan's on the best form, and I think it will be an advantage. Obviously, they just played in the Cup of Italia. But um, into the game, I'm pretty confident. There's, I'm pretty sure Lozano and Giza should be back for the game, which are massive uh, improvements for us off the bench. And is a great player. La should be able to start for us, and he's been amazing for us this season. I thought in the start of the game, first half, Deme was really poor, but he improved the second half. But going into the game, I'm really confident uh i know roman yoli did get hurt today not sure how serious the injury is but i feel like if kalulu is starting now uh him and, and we managed to match him up with oshiman i think that could be a really big uh point because oshiman's tall in the air so that could be a big mismatch
0: yeah no i i think uh, i i I think well, what you're saying about you know the momentum you can get from that last gasp winner, um, I, I've seen it. I've seen it both ways. Like the, the teams that get those, it gives them a big time boost, you know. And I, I look at even like in the case of Inter, and it wasn't a last minute thing, but when they they gave up those uh, those two goals to Giroud to blow the derby, uh, they haven't looked like the same team since. <laughs> that's uh, like that's really been the turning point in their form uh, from an opposite way. And then like last season. Um, it was another Coppa Italia Milan derby when Christian Eriksen scored that incredible free kick to give them the win, uh, and that was like a boost in their form. So it, it it goes both ways on there. Wow, how about this from Figo? He says that he seen you, He wasted his career at Napoli. Lorenzo should have left eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was linked uh, to some Italian clubs as well. There was some there was some chatter about Inter. I think there was some chatter about Milan as well. Uh, I definitely like I, I could I could respect the fact that he's just like, you know, if I'm going to leave Napoli, I'm just I'm leaving the country, period. Right. Because, I mean, he's already gotten some booze like for for going to, to Toronto. Could, like, can you even imagine, Steph, like if he if he had uh, if he had signed a deal like to join Inter or Milan next season, yeah. like h- how they would treat him in home games, it yeah. would be crazy. <laughs> Like he, he would get uh, he would get like booed off of the pitch. Uh, yeah. What do you th- what, what do you think, Jerry, uh, for for this Sunday? Uh, Napoli, Milan, uh, who, who, do, who do you feel like is going to take it? Because I I mean, for a, a lot of times when you have matches like this, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's going to be a draw. But I if I had to pick one side or the other, I'd probably lean to Napoli for like a two to one. What do you think? Hope
2: both teams fuck off. Wow! <laughs> I swear to God, I fucking hope both teams fuck off. <laughs> fucking Napoli, fucking we, fucking Milan. I hate Milan more than I hate Napoli. I don't even hate Napoli honestly. Yeah, I, I don't I hate Napoli either. Yeah, I can't stand fucking Milan. By yeah, me. like, um, uh you know what? In in respect, I think that Milan has, aside from two letdown games against Salernitana and. Uh, I thought today was a really good game for them overall. Um, they played very well. Lial, the only with the difference where he he forgot to kick a ball. He had everything in the game but his shot. And his yeah. shot went, one went right, the other one left, the one on up the air. I don't know where the heck he was shooting today, but um, the overall game of Milan looked very positive. And I know I'm going sidetracked here, and I think because I know you guys were talking about Milan and Inter today, and I thought that as boring of a game it was, I thought when you look at Milan's game, it was pretty exciting to watch for parts of the game and their buildup, their ability to get into quality areas. Drew had a chance. Um, mm-hmm. they, they had a lot of quality chances, but they couldn't finish. And that might be the same issue against Napoli's back end, uh, Rachmani and, and Kulabali in the Lorenzo. Those three are very strong on their best days. And Koulibaly wasn't, I don't, I don't think he was at his best against Lazio. I don't think he was at his worst. I think Rachmani was a bit better, if anything. I thought he really had a really good game. And, and that has really helped Napoli a lot because if Koulibaly doesn't have his A-game, Rachmani seems to have stepped up in the absence. And so I'll, I think the back end, I'll give it to Napoli. But overall, like it, it's going to be a very tight game. A lot of people are going to say there's no quality in this Milan team. I think, there is a, there, I think there's something about this team where people just undermine that yeah, maybe they don't have the flashy players like other teams do, and they don't have the, the, the. Uh, I don't know how you how you want to say it, but those marquee names that stand out to you. But they play as a team, they play as a unit, and, and they're very organized. And if you watch today, they're very organized. They're very structured. They don't get caught out of position. Yeah. And and they've what they did today was they took a, a barella. Barella was non-existent. I don't know what happened to that guy. He's looked like shit for the last 2 months. Uh, at least a month, I would say. He looks like garbage. Yeah. Um
0: I I feel like he hasn't had a chance to rest in like 3 years. <laughs> it's like I know yeah. but
2: you, we can say that but there, I think he's had enough rest to be honest, like not playing Champions League um, yes. He's had games off. He's had games off now. I think that's not even the case. We, I would say that if he was, play, I I said that before, but I no longer can say that because he he's not playing next week against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, he's not playing as much as he was before, and and there's just something about him where his game has really dipped off. Um, Brozovic, um, I don't think he had a great game. I no, think he didn't. He, I think. Another guy who just struggled to contain Liao, cut out of position. But that being said, actually, I, that means nothing actually because Inter doesn't play Napoli, never mind. But, um, no, but like overall, the game, like Kalulu, you say that he, it's going to be a difficult task for him against Aussie men. I thought he came in and played extremely well against Inter and, and didn't look... Out of position. Well, yeah,
0: I just think like the the one on one matchup because Osiman is like three feet yeah, taller than him. him.
1: Yeah,
2: that's um, like- I, I, I don't think that's a, that's an issue. You you'll you have you'll have players who will come in and kind of challenge him off. You know what I mean? I think I think Pioli will, will will kind of have his team set up around that, where in in set pieces or or on crosses, like you'll probably have cover to help him. Um, It it, it all depends. Like he has Tamori as well to help him. Maybe he switches off and he puts Tamori there. Like um, it's 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 defending Osseman is never easy. But um, I never look at at one player on on a set piece or on a corner kick. I think that's more collective and more of zonal marking, sorry man marking, and just making sure that you kind of have that coverage inside the box. But I think the most important thing is his game, where he he likes to play off on long balls, and and that can really maybe hurt their back end. So it, it's it's going to be a very intriguing match because you come off this game with a lot of momentum against Lazio, but it can also come back to hit you because it could be a letdown game where where you're you're kind of overconfident. And and you, you go into this game with the mentality that you think you have it, right? After winning against Lazio like that, and, and you you don't really come back to that level where you where you need to be, right? So sometimes the mentality is like, oh, well, we just beat Lazio and you're you're overconfident and you go into the game and then you kind of get your foot off the gas and you become very incomplacent, right? So you gotta be careful with that as well. And and that's happened with a lot of teams before. So it's it's a tricky game and this it's playing it's in napoli right yeah it is freaking one of the hardest stadiums to play man yeah you know, and it's, and, it's and not, that's that's, that's why that's priority. why i'm leaning ever
0: so slightly yeah. to napoli i'm it's the I'm hardest
2: leaning. stadium to play lot yeah, of know, it, win there it's, it's you know you know it's
0: crazy win. like how uh how how tight the scudetto race is right now so Inter play Salernitana on Friday. Uh, now, if Inter don't take all three points, then we got a huge problems. So, but let's say let's say Inter beat Salernitana, and let's say Napoli and Milan draw, then we're gonna have three teams atop the table at fifty-eight points. If that's how the weekend goes, so it's 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 tight. It's it's really tight, and it's why like. You know, as an Interista, I get I get very stressed and frustrated because I, I feel like they're kind of in the process of flushing the Scudetto down the toilet, but it's not been flushed yet because it's still, it's still open. I mean, a month ago, it seemed like it wasn't so open. Uh, some people got overconfident. I'm like, you know what? I've seen dips in form, winter dips in form before. It didn't happen so much under Conte, but it's happened every other manager who's ever been at Inter. So, uh, and... Yeah, I wanted to uh, to get into that a little bit before before we close out this episode. Um, you know, I, I think that a, a lot of uh, a lot of Inter's recent form, I think a lot of it is is mental. Um, you know, Lautaro Martinez is uh, I I it's like it's like a baseball player who gets into a hitting slump. It's like the longer you're in a slump, the more it gets in your head, and you start to overthink every opportunity. Uh, It's been such a long scoring drought for him that I feel like every game that goes by where he doesn't score, it's going to get even harder for him to break that slump the next game. Uh, I think Jekko, you know, 35 years old, you're going to have ups and downs in form. Uh, It's just he's had some very great moments this year. He's had some invisible moments. Same thing with Alexis, who's like 33, 34 years old. You're going to have that. Um, You know, I think a lot of these players, unfortunately, look tired. Um, I, I tend to kind of wonder um what the what the training regimen and what the idea factory is like with Simone and Zagi because um, you know, I, you know, Conte—he's—he's he's like the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. Like he's going to make sure that you know guys are, are running a thousand percent every time they step on the pitch. I don't know if Inzaghi is letting these guys take their foot off the gas a little bit too much. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, I hope he can find a plan B tactically. I don't—I don't really know what that plan B would be, but I don't think you can keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting it to work magically this time. Uh so I don't know Jerry I mean I'll, I'll go to you next uh, what do you think have been like the biggest factors in and it was it was a crazy month of February so we kind of thought you know what if there's going to be a time to have a dip in form it was it was going to be over the last month but what do you think the big factors have been there from an Inter
2: standpoint Um I I I don't know if Martinez just looks a guy who is lost I wouldn't blame him today though because They didn't. Inter never got him involved in this game in the first place. I didn't think in the first half. I didn't even think he really, he really touched the game. I'm sorry, touched the ball. Like I like to know how many touches. I'm actually gonna look up just quickly how many touches he even got in the game. Martinez
0: yeah it was it was literally in the first half anyway it was only, i think he got subbed off around the 70th minute yeah, but in the first did. half he only had like three or four touches Like yeah,
2: literally it, like how do, How does a guy get involved in a game like that you know what i mean like if you're not if you're not touching the ball like it's 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 hard to like even even judge yeah they don't even have stats for copa Italian on the stupid site
0: ah okay. that's a good point yeah it's, it's right. harder to find those
2: yeah but um I think he had very few touches. Every There was one play where he kind of lost the challenge on, on a, on a one-on-one challenge, and he got pushed off. I forgot who it was by, but he's been irrelevant, non-existent. If you're midfield, here, here was the biggest problem with Inter in the first half. They didn't maintain possession. No. I don't think they ever held ball where they were able to advance and, and kind of generate a, a play. Milan were so fast and so quick. Where Benacer was so effective, I thought Benacer Kessie was so fast, and he he really was physical. I thought his physical game was finally Kessie was. I think this was one of his most games that he he looked alive again. Like he wanted to play for Milan. It's been a while since that that's been the case, given his situation. But um, it's um. Barella didn't do nothing. No. Looked lazy. Brozovic looked slow. And I don't even know who the third oh yeah, Chalonalu. Chan- Chalonolu, yeah. Didn't do
0: anything he Yeah, had, he, had, he had he had a couple of moments uh, like in the first 10 minutes and then not, not much of anything after that.
2: Jekyll, I guess Jekyll does what he can, right? I think the difference between Jekyll and Martinez, I'll say, is that he does track back to assist the defense. Yeah. And he plays much lower. And I think that that that's one part of his game where it is it's still noticeable. Um the back line of of Inter played very well. I thought Screen Yard was really good. Bastoni was good.
0: Bastoni and, I thought was probably Inter's best player.
2: But um there there's just something I, and it's this is where Simoni and Zaki can go very bad where he his team's turn off and and the psychological part becomes an issue because it's like these the team just forgets what's going on and there's there's like this this attitude where they just kind of like turn off and it's not good and he needs to figure out how to get this team going again because what was working before no longer is working. Bingo. Yeah. And I always said that he always had the starting 11 at Lazio that was suited to his style of play. He had each player that complemented each other that kind of blend together but never had the depth. I don't know about Inter. And, and if, if it's the right personnel for him in, in order to kind of like get what he wants. Like Vidal... Vidal, I don't know. Vidal hasn't really. Vidal is Vidal. Let's he's just, finished. I just, I
0: just think he's finished. He, like he's he, he, he was eighty percent finished last year. I think he's ninety yeah. percent finished now.
2: He's so, he's so finished. But, but I saw a tweet on on Twitter where it said, when an Inter fan said that Inter has no depth," and I think that's the funniest thing I've ever heard because, for the first time in Zagi's life, um, he has depth. And he has the ability to, to call upon a, a Gosens, not today, but going forward now. He has a guy like Correa he can call off the bench, which is a quality option if he stays healthy. Um, you got a guy like Alexis Sanchez who you can bring off the bench. Uh, who else can – like there, there, there are options he has.
1: That, say that again? I said 02 off the bench. Yep. If they start yeah. using. I think yeah. they should start using a more. Who's that again? And, and I think Caicedo, Caicedo. Oh, yeah, yeah
2: that, and that's actually yeah. that's a great point you said that. Yeah. It's a great point, you said, and I tweeted that out tonight, and, and people were laughing at me. It's like, did you guys see him? People are asking me, did you see him play on Friday? But let me ask you, how do you how do you judge a player playing three minutes since he since yeah. he arrived? How do you judge a fucking player playing three fucking minutes? Pisses me off, okay. Like, go judge Korea if you want to judge somebody, man. Yeah. The guy, the guy. I'm surprised he didn't get hurt tonight. Freaking, <laughs> I'm giving three games, but like, yeah. but like, Caicedo, what? He's not fit. If he's not fit, then why is he in the lineup? Fitness problems. That yeah, that was four or five games. He's been back for a couple of games now. Mm. Don't put him on. Put him in. Inzaki needs to try something different. You. And I, and I and I get people are gonna say, oh, you only spent eight hundred thousand. Caicedo, who knows? But it, it's not working with Lotaro and, and Jekyll anymore. Give that up, okay? No. Throw that in the garbage. Try a Korea a, a Jack, uh, like Lotaro Martinez. Try Korea Caicedo. Um, try. They know
0: each other. <laughs> yeah,
2: try something different. I don't know how Caicedo did not come on today. Yeah. Like for ten minutes. And if I have to hear that he didn't come on today because he's not fit, he should not even be in the stadium. He should be somewhere training, trying to get back in shape, not with the team where he's useless. Like it's so stupid when I gotta hear that he's not fit. Well, and,
0: and Jerry, like to your to your original point, like it's for whoever said that it's stupid to say they don't have depth because there were times earlier in the year when they were in form when they would bring on five subs and then they would change games, like change games in a positive way. So it's not that they don't have depth. They just have a completely out of form team. They don't have starters right now either. Like everybody, everybody is out of form. So yeah, you can look at it now and say, oh, these subs, they're not making a difference. The starters aren't making a difference either. They're out of form. What do you think, Steph, have been to you the biggest factors over the past month of interest drop in form?
1: I think, like Jerry was saying, I think with the Inzaghi thing, I think he just keeps trying to do the exact same thing and it's not working. I and mean, he just tries like the exact same thing every single day, every single game. So that has to change. I feel like, um, like, he's, something has to change. One thing I also thought, I thought, I don't know what you, your thoughts on it as an Inter fan is, but I thought loading out Sensi, I thought they should have kept him on the bench. Yeah. I, I thought like so too. Yeah. And, and it. also,
0: like, he, he had a really good game right before they loaned him and i'm like oh maybe they'll keep him around but now they they keep him he got
2: hurt well yeah he
0: he did get hurt yeah that's true actually you know what jerry jerry's right he already got hurt hurt. so yeah the moot point you don't need another
2: fucking broken glass
1: god damn
2: it that
1: guy's another one yeah yeah i I think i feel like it's him trying the same type of thing i feel like at lazio it was the same problem I'm personally not a big fan of Benzagi as a coach, so like oh, wow. my thoughts on him are not the best. But I don't think his in-game management's that that good. And uh like even on the Southern Nitana game, it's an important game, but like something obviously has to be switched up. They can't play that same starting eleven. Like he probably won't change formation or anything like that. But even if his slots in different players tries different combinations, and even with Lotaro, I mean, it's like his confidence is completely not there. Like I don't know what he's in my opinion, he's a little bit streaky. I don't know. I feel like he is a streaky player. So, and I feel like taking him off sometimes or bringing him on. I think there was one game he brought him on. I think the week, be- the game before Cup he had did they bring Martinez on in the 70th or 80th minute, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's not a lot of time for him. And I feel like it really killed, kills his confidence even more when they're benching him. But yeah, I mean, their combination has to be switched it's just it's just like like you were saying the team just looks tired It just doesn't look like the team is there it feels like that Conte magic kind of wore off i feel like they were running on that momentum of the scudetto win last year and i feel like it's kind of like wearing off
0: yeah and and that's one of the reasons why like a lot of people anytime there's a dip in form they'll just they'll just blame the coach for everything but also like the the players like the okay so these players are 10 months removed, nine months removed from winning a Scudetto, like, you also, you have to go out there and give the effort. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, a manager, a manager is drawing up the tactical plan and managers are important, but it's not everything. I mean, you have uh, not, not all the same players. I'd love to still have Lukaku around. I would love to still have Hakimi around, they're no longer they're no longer around, unfortunately. But the majority of these players are, are guys who just nine months ago won a scudetto, ten months ago. So you you have to you have to be able to bring that intensity out of yourself. Like I, I can't blame everything on a coach. Like you also yeah. you also have to put the spotlight on the players as well. Oh, here's talking- our guy, uh our, yeah. our guy Biz, who uh the the Napoli connection here, Mr. Choffy and Mr. Biz. And and speaking of Steph. Uh, if you want to let people know, man, uh, before we wrap it up here, where, where they can follow you, social media channels, any projects you have that you're working on, let people know.
1: So, well, uh, Twitter, staff X Trophy, and then I run an Instagram page, Cultural Boys, and uh, those are my two socials. Nice. I love it.
0: What about you, Jerry? Are you doing anything else uh, this week? Uh, I think you're, you're taking a break from writing, right? Which is good, man. Just let let, let let that shit just you know end of the season. Write a recap. Don't worry about that for now. Any,
2: anything you want to promote? Oh no, I'm good, man. Um, I got nothing. Uh, I I got a piece on Lucas Leva. That's right. I submitted Ooh. and uh, one on Twitter, buddy. And one on Inzagi actually, and why it was time for Latio to part ways with him. Yep. Um, guys, uh, guys becomes too, he's too predictable. You kind of figure out, I think teams figure out the second leg, what to expect yeah. from him. And, uh, it's, uh, it's something, man, I, I would say it for Ivano, cause he asked us a question about Tammy Abraham and if, what we think about him in his first year. I think he's been okay. Yeah. He's I, been I think good. I think he kind of is similar to Immobile where he, he just needs support from the midfield. He likes to play with his back towards the defense. Um, he's quick, I don't think he's the fastest to be honest, but physical player and, and and I think that if he has that kind of Luis Alberto kind of player in the midfield, he will get better. He he needs that he needs that guy to give him that ball inside the middle between the two defense and he makes that run. And I think that will make him more effective. And I think that was the case against Atalanta when he scored um, um, earlier in the season, he kind of played off the defense in between and he scored. So that's, that's the kind of player I kind of see him, especially when he was with Chelsea. He, he was never a very fast clinical guy, but more of a, a physical player inside the box where he kind of scores those, those grinding goals. So, and Rafa biz, instead of saying forts, a chaffee, you should have been in the chat. You should have been in here tonight. I don't know where the hell you've been, but uh, ah. we got to
0: bring his ass. We got to bring his ass back here for the next one. We, we pulling, love Rafa. And, season. and by the way, and, and this, uh, all the amazing graphics that we have now that we didn't have, you know, up until like a month ago, that's all Raf Biz. Uh, he, he is the man because I I don't know how to use Photoshop. I don't know how to. Uh, uh, I can edit audio because I've been working in audio for like 17, 18 years, but I don't know how to use this Photoshop stuff. And Jerry, you, you don't either. So we needed uh, Raf stepped in. What a guy.
2: <laughs> I have no idea. None. <laughs>
0: all right. So, and yeah, you guys can uh, make sure you follow Jerry on Twitter at JMancini8. Make sure you follow me at Alex Dono. D-O-N-N-O is how you spell it. And, uh, and make sure you follow our show at Pod on Twitter, at CalchoConPod. And if you get a chance uh, to support us on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash calchoconnection, we would love to have you guys on there as well. And how about that? Jer- Jerry Jerry's non-biased, man. Jerry, is, as you're learning here, Ivano, even though Jerry is a Lazio supporter, he can speak unbiased about Roma. He is a professional. I've, I've even been known to say some complimentary things about Juventus from time to time, not very often, but it, it happens from time to time. So huge. Thanks to Steph for joining us. Huge shout out to Jerry. Huge shout out to all of you. Uh, I love the chat. Lord Figo, Ivano, Mr. Biz. Uh, we had a, another inter supporter in here earlier. I want to make sure I find it. Oh, Sanjar. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you guys again next time. Enjoy all the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next time in another episode of the Coucho Connection Podcast. Ciao.